1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
3: The numbers told the story they always do. This
4: is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Sin. one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
5: It is a numbers game here on vSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Happy to be with you on a Monday. Week 17 in the National Football League. It is a Guessing Lines Monday. Chris Andrews is here. Chris, uh, we 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 will go back to New England real quick. New England playing Jacksonville in Week 17. Of course, yesterday he lost to the Bills, 33 to 21. The Bills really took it to New England's defense yesterday. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, the first time that an opponent has not punted in the 392 games that Belichick has been the head coach for the Patriots. Mac Jones, I didn't think Mac Jones played that poorly, but I don't think he played well either. I thought he was pedestrian yesterday.
4: Yeah, thirty-one point four was his uh, QBR. Um, he was up against it though. I think he had the, you know, they 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 went behind early, and he's he's at this point in his career, he's not going to win you a bunch of games against a quality opponent like Buffalo. He needs to keep you in the game and let the defense and the running game do their thing. And he he was kind of forced to try to do that yesterday, and he's just not up to that yet.
5: Damien Harris, eighteen carries, one hundred and three yards, three touchdowns. New England in this game and. More of a theme of good days on fourth down for a bunch of these teams. New England was five of six on fourth down. Wow. So they were pretty efficient on fourth down, but in the end did not matter. New England falls out of first place. Of course, Buffalo took it over with the win. New England now the sixth seed in the AFC. All right, Patriots hosting Jacksonville. We'll go, we'll go to full two touchdowns. Patriots laying 14. Well, you're way light. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Another diminishing returns game, though. Boy, that's really getting filled in quite a bit. Uh, my numbers come to 20.
3: Oh, boy. Now, I knew
4: <laughs> I knew that was too high. You, you know, it's almost impossible to post a 20, especially in a potential bad weather situation. But I thought it'd be 17 anyway. It's 15 and a half. Okay. That's, that's the market. So you're not, you're not way low, but you're way lower than my 20, I can tell you that. Uh, I'm going to use 16 right now, 16 would be the absolute top of the market. I don't see any 16s out there, but I am going to open 16. And that way, listen, if somebody bets me, lays me the 16, a sharp guy, I can go right to 17. I don't have to worry about 16 and a half or anything like that. And if they take it, you know, God bless, I can go to 15 and a half.
5: Look, if you want to – even though I'm two points off, I'm not going to bet the Jaguars. Who, who's one? There's no to, way. Another guy that's not going to get trampled
4: uh, <laughs> heading to the window to take the 16.
5: Yeah, look, I, I, I was – I just, for whatever reason, it just—it's hard for me to see New England laying that many points against anyone. But yet, I'm not—I'm not going to the window betting Jacksonville. No chance whatsoever. Especially to Belichick against a rookie quarterback with a terrible team. This could very easily be thirty-one-three in—in this one. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, hey, look—that that will be one that will be on the side screen and, and on you know, Sunday.
4: Team, you know, Buffalo. Uh, I mean, uh, New England coming off a horrible loss like mm-hmm. that, and you know, two straight. Yeah, that's right. Two straight, you know. And uh, Bill Belichick worried about his New Year's resolutions. Uh, <laughs> that was saw that, that was straight
5: out of SNL. Yeah, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. So I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna definitely be high here. I think this is um, this is a, a potential game that could. And we've seen a lot of blowouts. I mean, just look yesterday. There's a lot of blowouts. I think well, this could be certainly in the realm of blowout potential.
6: Yeah, I would I would say so. Wyatt, what do we have next? Uh, We've got one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, traveling on the road to face Gill's favorite team, the uh, Tennessee Titans.
5: Miami, sight unseen, winners of six in a row. They get New Orleans tonight. Miami uh, went from a three-point underdog to a three-point favorite in this one because of the COVID issues for the New Orleans Saints. No Taysom Hill, no Trevor Simeon, so Ian Book's going to make his first NFL appearance starting for New Orleans. Uh, Tennessee won on Thursday, 20 to 17. They came from 10 0 down at halftime to beat San Francisco, taking advantage of two Jimmy Garoppolo interceptions. Uh, they uh, need one more win to clinch the AFC South. Either that or a Colts loss gets it done for Indianapolis. Tannehill, 22 at 29, 209 and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, welcome back. 11 catches, 145 yards and a touchdown. Randy Bullock with the game winning field goal to give Tennessee the 22 17 win. Not much else to add on this one. Uh, we'll go right into the guest. Titans laying three here, Chris. Uh, again, you're a little light. It's three and a half. My numbers come to four.
4: All right. I'm not going to dicker with the number. There you go for another big. There's a bingo spot. card. Uh, I'm not going to dicker with the number. Miami is playing well. You know, listen, they, they're they supposed to win tonight. Um, I hope they don't, but they're supposed to. So I'm going to open three and a half. I'm going to go along
5: with the market. I have no real beef with that. Chris, what? If Miami wins tonight, they would be the seventh seed in the AFC. This team was one and seven. What a coaching job by Brian Flores yet again. Uh, you know,
4: we've been saying it for a couple of years. This guy is a really good coach. They were one and seven. I thought, well, okay, maybe Flores ain't so hot, and Tua maybe is a bust, and et cetera, et cetera. But they've come back, and now they've beaten a lot of teams that they're supposed to beat. But, they, you know, that's, that's – the way this league works, you got to beat those teams. you got to hold serve when you have that chance. And they've done that, and uh, I think Flores deserves an awful lot of credit, first of all, for just keeping the, the team you know, in the right state of mind.
5: With the way that New England's fallen off, Flores, I think, if Miami makes the playoffs, Miami wins out, they're getting it, the way that it breaks down. He has a legitimate shot to win coach of the year which is pretty crazy to think about with with how it looked like this thing was definitely going to Belichick. Sure. Of course, LeFleur is in the race. Uh, Mike McCarthy is technically in the race, even though I wouldn't give it to him. But what a job by Fleur. Again, Dolphins three-point favorites tonight. Chris, uh, you're going three and a half on this one. I'm going no, and, yeah. okay. and that's just the market right there. Okay.
6: All right, Wyatt, what do we have next? Uh, coming up next, we've got teams coming off disappointing losses last week. Uh, the Broncos going on the road to face the Los Angeles Chargers. I
5: think this, that's an insult to the word disappointing on the Chargers end there. Uh, we'll start with Denver because I want I want to get to the Chargers in full here. Uh, Denver uh, loses to the Raiders 17-13, a game you and I already talked about a little bit, Chris. Denver was dominated in the box score in this game. Absolutely dominated in the box score. They only ran 40 plays on offense. Their only touchdown came on a one-yard drive off of a Bradley Chubb interception. That was returned to the one-yard line. Williams punched it in from there. Uh, the Broncos only ran 40 plays on offense, and uh, Brandon McManus gotten in a screaming match with Fic Vangio on the sideline after missing a 55 yard field goal. Uh, Denver only got one more possession after that. and look, the Broncos a team that I, I thought was pretty average most of the year and heading towards pretty much average to- towards the end, uh, seven and eight on the year and will need a whole lot of help if they're gonna even stay alive. They're more than likely done. In the playoff race, Drew Locke, no turnovers, 15 of 22 for 153 yards, and no turnovers. Denver, uh, Chris had a hearty 18 yards rushing on 16 carries. Giving yourself no chance in that one with those numbers.
4: That offense has just turned so horrible, and I just brought it up here. Here's our last couple games. Okay, 13 against the Raiders, courtesy of a one-yard drive. Uh, 10 against the Bengals. They did have 38 against the Lions nine against the Chiefs and go back a game before that, 13 against the Eagles. Now here's the one game, 28 against the Chargers. (laughs) So now we're going to start talking about that Charger defense, pretty bad.
5: Well, remember, Denver beat the Chargers the first go around, and that was Herbert's worst game of the year. And and look, uh, for the Chargers, (laughs) yesterday in a game where Houston didn't have 16 starters, because of COVID, didn't have their best offensive player in Brandon Cooks, had Rex Burkhead as their number one offensive weapon, and it didn't matter. The Chargers go to Houston and lose 41 yeah. 29. Houston wins outright. A whole bunch of Chargers' theme yesterday morning didn't matter. 13 point underdogs win outright, the Texans do. And for the Chargers, even without Mike Williams, even without Derwin James, even without Bosa, even without Eckler, it doesn't matter. You can't lose this game under any circumstance, and the Chargers, thanks to multiple turnovers from Herbert, they made Davis Mills look quite good yesterday.
4: Absolutely, I didn't even put him on my list. But <laughs> yeah,
5: Davis Mills was yeah. good. Houston punted twice yesterday.
4: I'm looking here. They got they gave up 26 first downs. The Houston
5: 437 yards of offense for the Houston Texans against the Chargers yesterday. And now the Chargers, who controlled their own destiny to get in the playoffs, they need Miami to lose once and get some help along the way as well to get in the playoffs. Herbert, uh, 27 to 35, 336 yards, a touchdown, two picks, including the pick six that put the game on ice. Justin Jackson, 11 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns, but a critical fumble that led to Houston points in the second half. The Chargers, again, They can if they win out and Miami and Baltimore both lose once, they'll still get in, but you lose a ton of confidence here with what the Chargers are moving forward because of what has happened to them this past week. Forget the Kansas City game, Chris. This is the most damning thing for them, period, this year. Period.
4: Well, here I'm looking at their – here's their last goal game. So they gave up 41 yesterday to, to Texas. Houston. Uh, to Houston. 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 Uh, they gave up 34 to the Chiefs. Okay. They gave up 21 in one of their best performances. That was the Giants. <laughs> 22 21 against of the, the Giants. It's equivalent
5: yeah. to 70, basically. Yeah, this 22
4: trade. against the Bengals. Okay. That was a good performance. 28 before that to the Broncos. Uh, 37 to the Steelers. 27 to the Vikings. I mean, their defense, the defense is horrible. just abysmal. Horrible. Abysmal. Horrible. And we talked before the show, are we sure Staley's a good coach?
5: Well, look, I, it's... I don't know. It I still lean to yes. I, I because the col- I would say the cause, same. Because the cult, yeah. the culture change is definitely there. But look, that they, they they're they, this team should be easily in the playoffs, and they're going to need some help going down the road. Yeah. Chris, I'll give I'll sneak my guess in quickly here. Uh, Chargers laying four and a half. I have a feeling I'm going to be light here.
4: I like your number better. Here there we, we go. go. We did it. We finally got one. It's pretty much six. I see a five and a half out there. My numbers come to five. Okay. Um, just like I, I I've talked to Gil a little bit, doing some forensic handicapping with what some of the defense seems to mean a little bit more to the wise guys than offense. And uh, if that's the case, Denver still has an, you know, an okay defense. Chargers most definitely do not.
5: Do not. Now I right, look uh it. Took me until uh, the fifth segment of the show, but I finally got it out of you, Chris. You finally got one. Finally got one. Uh, Chargers. Uh, and the Broncos, that is Ale. But I'm gonna a, open five and a half. Five and a half. Chris is gonna open on the Chargers. We get to talk more about the Texans on the other side. That's next on a numbers game here on Vison
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
3: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
5: We have a new prop tracker available at vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement on each week to follow the trends and find the best value across the board. You can track MVP, NFL Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now, vcin.com slash NFL. It is a numbers game here on Vsin. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Chris Andrews, the show must go on. Still he's here? here. Yeah, he's here. here. We're we're guessing some lines. It took me till the fifth segment to finally get. I like your number better.
4: <laughs> An hour and twelve minutes, but we got there.
5: <laughs> but uh, hey, we 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 made it. I can officially get the shirt for myself now. Yeah, there you go. So uh, there we go. Uh, I think so, my wife has that shirt too. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great shirt. The Vsin store. Go get it today. For your, uh, if you didn't get it for your Christmas holiday. Which, by the way, I how rude of me. You have a good Christmas? Your Christmas good this year, Chris? I, it, it was...
4: It, <laughs> I'm going to say yes, it was good. There's always some drama, but it was good.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll save that for off the air. Yeah, Chris.
4: yeah. let's not get into that here.
5: So, uh, Wyatt, uh, we, we, uh, we have a, another doozy of a game next, don't we?
6: Yeah, but you know this is a little bit interesting. After uh, last week's big win, the Texans... Traveling on the road to face the San Francisco 49ers,
5: in something I did not anticipate doing today, as of yesterday morning, Davis Mills deserves a lot of credit because this is two straight weeks now where Davis Mills has looked like an NFL quarterback. Now it's against the Jaguars and the Chargers' horrible defense, but still this is a, a big step forward for Davis Mills in a 41-29 win for the Houston Texans. Uh, Mills 21 to 27, 254 yards two touchdowns and most importantly, no turnovers back to back wins for the Texans to blow up the draft position. Maybe Coley is in the coach of the year race. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm but, not going that far, but the, but the, uh, but the uh, oh, also by the way, that's a, a season win total over. Isn't it for Houston? Oh yeah. would they hit? Were n't they three and a half, right? We'd yeah, have, have to look. we would have to double check. I know there's some three and a half out there, uh, but Houston, if he had three and a half, he got over amazingly enough on this Texan team. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Yes, that Rex Burkhead. 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Connolly, a 41-yard touchdown reception. And that, uh, Tevery T- Thomas, a pick six of Harvard. The Texans now go from number one to number three in draft selection order. Uh, and look, the Texans, uh, amazingly enough, as we said last week, Chris, over 500 in the division, and that will win against a, two playoff teams, potentially in the Titans and the Chargers this year. Speaking of the Titans, they beat the 49ers, who are the opponent here for the Texans. Niners lose 20-17 uh, to against the Titans. Niners still in pretty good shape to make the postseason. They need one win. They'll get themselves in. Um, that was not a good loss though on Thursday.
4: Ah, that, you know, listen, are we sure Shanahan's a great coach, a good coach? I know we talked about this a little bit on the break. I'm just not 100% sure that he is.
5: I think the big issue for Shanahan is he gets too cute. I think think he tries. I I, I, I think he's. I I think because going into this game, Garoppolo had been on a great run the previous four weeks. Of course, Jimmy G in this one, uh, Garoppolo threw two interceptions, uh, including one that set up a Tennessee touchdown. Twitter just hates him, and I'm not sure
4: that's appropriate.
5: He's league average. Heck, if he, if he makes one good throw in the Super Bowl to Emmanuel Sanders, the 49ers win the Super yeah. Bowl two years ago. But look, Chris, for, for me on this with the 49ers, they're so talented where if they had someone who was slightly better than Garoppolo, you could really look at them being a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. They're a legit playoff team. Maybe they win a game on the road against the right opponent in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they're not winning three road playoff games with this team.
4: Yeah. Two weeks ago, saying, this is the team you don't want to face in the playoffs. Really? You sure about that? I don't know. I mean, you have to play somebody good is that's they're not at the top of the list in the NFC. I can tell you that
5: San Francisco right now, still the sixth seed in the NFC. Uh, of course, uh, they'll have to hold off new Orleans, Philadelphia, new Orleans, of course, tonight, no quarterbacks, uh, except for Ian book, as we've talked about earlier. So, the Niners still in really good shape to make the postseason. Uh, Niners hosting Texans. I'll go another one that's two touchdowns. We'll go San Francisco lane 14.
4: That's what my number came to. And I was a little light, the same as you, but not much. I see it 15 primarily anywhere from 14 and a half to 15 and a half um, you know, I'm going to open this one 14 and a half, so I'm going to be a little bit under the market on this one. I, like I said, I just I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in the 49ers and Shanahan. Uh, you know, Jimmy G I think does get overly criticized. I, I, he's number 11 right now in the league in QBR. But Davis Mills suddenly, you know, not bad. He could keep a guy in the game, and I think he's a Bay Area kid too. I know he went to Stanford. Uh, I'm not sure how much that means. But anyway, I, I kind of like the lower number. Like I said, I see it as high as 15 and a half. I'm going to open 14 and a half, which I do see out there. Uh, but that's where I'm going to be on this one.
5: It's a lot of points to lay with Jimmy Garoppolo against I, anyone. I think it's an awful
4: lot. Yeah, a team that you know, went over their win total. Maybe they're a little <laughs> better than we expected. Yeah.
5: Again, I, I know we talked about the Chargers in the last segment. And, and credit to Houston. Credit to the Texans for winning that game. He put you, up 41 you, points. The Jeff. way the Chargers lost that game to Houston, you cannot lose that. If you lose the game on a fluky, low-scoring game like Tennessee did, where there were a ton of turnovers, fine. Mm-hmm. You, had all, you had all the all the COVID issues. Okay, still bad, but not as bad as the way that it was, where they made Davis Mills again. I'll credit Davis Mills, who looked totally in over his head for most of this year, back-to-back weeks. Totally
4: competent. I totally agreed with the move. I think last week on the show, mm-hmm. I said my numbers came to the Chargers 15 and a half over Houston. We wound up open at 11. We closed 13, which seemed to be, uh, that was like the high water mark yeah. there. We, we got some resistance to use somebody else's word. We got a little resistance at plus 13. Uh, but I, I agreed with the move. I thought they were going to blast this team. And I thought, well, this is just one more loser for us. We wound up being one of our best games of the day. Incredible.
5: Incredible stuff from the Texans and the Chargers yesterday. All right, Wyatt, this is a good one now next.
6: It would have been a good one about three weeks ago, but this is probably the coldest team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals traveling on the road to face a very red-hot Dallas Cowboys team.
5: Okay, so this game was moved from 1 o'clock to 425, so it's going to be a little bit higher under your Nevada rotation numbers uh, than you would expect. Uh, Let's start with Dallas. We'll go from good to bad here. Hmm. Dallas wins last night against Washington, 56-14. to 14. As I said earlier, the final score is not indicative of how big of a blowout it was, despite it being a 42-point margin. That's how dominant Dallas was. Uh, they scored 42 points in the first half, up 42-7. to seven. Uh, Dak Prescott. Chris, this is the moment we have been waiting for for Dak. He finally looked 100% again.
4: Health-wise. Yeah.
5: Health-wise, yep. 28-39, 330 yards. Four passing touchdowns, most importantly, though, for me, was able to use his legs again. Mm-hmm. He had been unable to use his legs the last few weeks. He had 21 rushing yards. I know that doesn't really catch your attention, but he was able to move in the pocket like he was in the beginning of the year when Dallas's offense was as good as anyone's and maybe even the best in all football. Ezekiel Elliott with two touchdowns. DeMarcus Lawrence had one of the best pick-sixes you're ever going to see from a defensive lineman. Heck, maybe even any defensive player on Heineke. Uh, Cooper at seven, seven receptions for 85 and a touchdown, a block punt for a touchdown. Uh, really just a total beatdown in the 56-14 win over the Washington football team. Dallas, Chris, the number two seed right now in the NFC. I,
4: I you know, I, We're talking a lot about the offense, and I think it, that's rightfully so. Defense have been really good, too. But between Diggs and Parsons, I mean, you have to throw T.J. Watt in there, but those two might be 1-2 for Defensive Player of the Year.
5: So, Diggs had another interception last yeah. night, number 11. You first play of the game, they're going after Diggs. I mean, <laughs> you, know,
4: you don't have Danny Marino back there. You got Tyler oh, Heineke. Oh, come on. Don't go after Heineke like that. Oh, man.
5: Heineke, who uh, was benched later in the game. Uh, also, too, like you said, Parsons uh, going to end up with the most sacks by a rookie since Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. He's going to. Uh, so, uh, the Cowboys 56-14. Arizona, as you see on your screen, has gone from one seed to five seed in three weeks. They lose again 22-16. to The Cardinals are now in second place in the NFC West, a game behind the Rams. Boy, you could have had some bloated Rams-NFC West tickets if you wanted to for sure. the last six weeks. Uh, Kyler Murray... Uh, was okay, 27 to 43 at 245 yards, a touchdown. He had an electrifying 57-yard run in the first half that set up a touchdown. But other than that, I really just okay from Arizona. And the box score looks like it was even, but too many penalties, 11 for 85. A Kingsbury idiotic challenge mixed mixed in there. Three missed kicks by Mac Prater, which they were putting on Colt McCoy in the back of punter who had to replace Andy Lee who was in COVID protocols, who was the regular holder. Prater missed three kicks. Uh, Chris, uh, the Cardinals are a lead balloon right now. They really are. Total lead balloon for Arizona, who looked like a legit Super Bowl contender and now the five seed in the NFC. Your number? Dallas, four and a half.
4: Okay, this is another one. I kind of like your number better, so here we go. But, you know, if you could look at that box score again. Now, by the way, my numbers – came to the Cowboys three I actually like the market price a lot better the market price right now is I see a low of four and a half and a high of five and a half I really I think I like the five and a half better so I'm going past my own number uh, but if you look at that box score without the missed kicks and the penalties that that was a fairly close box score.
5: it was a, it was a pretty even box score between Arizona and Dallas I have one more thought on this game we'll get it next here on a numbers kit.
0: Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the
3: sports betting network.
5: If you missed any part of our shows today or anything on the VSIN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to slash podcast and you can get the Beating the Book podcast with our good friend Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicappers, Coast to Coast Hoops, the Lombardi line, and much more. They are free and available now at vSyn.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a numbers game here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander today. Chris Andrews, kind enough to join me the whole show for Guessing Lines Week 17. Not the final. It is the, the penultimate one, not the final one now.
4: Penultimate. So- You're showing off that Missouri I- education. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: I'm stunned. I, I'm stunned. <laughs> I pronounced it right. That That's <laughs> no. the biggest thing there. But uh Chris, uh, we we weren't done though with the Dallas and Arizona game that that is coming up here because I I'll let you go first because that Arizona indie game if you look just squ- if you're squarely on the box score right coin flip, coin flip game.
4: Well, I just wanted to talk about that because I think Arizona. I I liked the move on Arizona. I thought that was the right side when you, and I talked about it briefly when the when the Colts game uh, came up on this show, but Colts missing all those linemen. Uh, I thought they were going to have a lot of trouble against the Cardinals, so I did agree with the move. We went from essentially two to three and a half at the end. But if you look at that box score, you eliminate the missed kicks and the penalties. It was a very even game. Now, I don't like the Cardinals coach. I don't like Kingsbury. I've said that from the beginning. But you can't blame missed kicks on him, but you maybe could blame some of that penalty situation on him. And the other thing, I've been against Kyler Murray. I just – I I don't see him working long-term in the NFL. I just think he's too little. I've heard a lot of grief from a lot of people, and I'm sticking to my guns. I thought that uh, the Colts, the way they rushed him, um, he did have the one big run. But the way they rushed him, I think, really reduced his effectiveness, and I think we're going to see that throughout the playoffs.
5: One key sequence in that game that I also need to mention, because there were some weird fourth-down decisions from Kingsbury in this game, very inconsistent. One of the fourth downs he went to went for was a fourth and five at the 33. It looked originally like Murray completed a pass to Ertz for a first mm-hmm. down. Colts' challenge got it overturned into an incomplete pass. Colts were able to flip the field, and that resulted in the safety in that game. Right. So that was another big sequence as well in that one.
4: And that was another ridiculous play, I think, by Murray. Yeah, I forgot to throw in the fact that they had a safety, too. Yeah. So, you know, there are some big, big misses by the Cardinals, both penalty-wise, kick-wise, and
5: safety-wise for dallas real quick chris if they did not have mike mccarthy as their coach they would be the team i'd be betting right now i could see that i think because yeah. that, that offense because the you, i didn't you gave credit to the defense improperly so that yeah. defense under dan quinn has turned basically dan quinn was oh he's never getting a head coaching job again too right. oh he's probably getting a job again this offseason yeah that's how good that dallas defense has been in Look, if that offense—and I know it was Washington—and I know it was a team that barely had any of their starters and all that—but if Dak is able to have the mobility like he had yesterday, look out!
4: Yeah, look it, out! It was the the quickness in his feet that were missing for the last couple of weeks, but that looked it looked like it was back yesterday.
5: A hundred percent, and the again, it's the McCarthy tax. That, that's that's <laughs> the problem for that one. All right, Wyatt, uh, this one I think we can get done pretty quickly.
6: Yeah, kind of surprising here. Uh, Lions at the Seahawks. Who would have thought the Seahawks might have the same amount of wins as the Lions this year? <laughs> uh, well, we'll take care of Seattle first, and then i got to get into Dan Campbell uh, uh, r- randomness
5: uh, here, Chris. Seattle loses to Chicago 25-24. Seahawks blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They are officially eliminated from postseason contention, even though it was a long shot for them to make it anyway. Just the second time in the Russell era, Wil- uh, the Russell-Wilson era, they will miss the postseason. That team could look very unrecognizable for Week One of 2022. That's all I'll say on that one. Yeah,
4: I, th- I think you're 100 percent right. We can start with a quarterback right there.
5: Yeah i I don't know where I don't know where he's going to end up, but I I feel pretty confident that uh, that this is going to look very different for him in Seattle next year. Wilson, 16 to 2781 yards, two touchdowns were shot Penny had a big game on the ground. 17 of 135 and a touchdown. Jared Everett DK Metcalf each with a touchdown. Remember Seattle's picking in the top 10, but they don't have the pick because of the Jamal Adams trade. So the jets will have their selection in the upcoming draft. The lions lose to the Falcons. We discussed it earlier. The Falcons, look, the Falcons were really outplayed in this game by the lions. The lions outplayed them with Tim Boyle playing quarterback. But in the end, the lions had four drives that were over seven and a half minutes long, including two 10-plus-minute drives, three of them result in field goals, one of them result in a touchdown, including the next-to-last drive of the game, Chris, 17-play, 66-yard, 10-and-a-half-minute marathon, where they had third and two at the Atlanta Five. They run with Cam Reynolds. They lose two yards to push it back to the seven-yard line, fourth and four. Dan Campbell elects to kick the field goal. He had all three of his timeouts. He had the two-minute warning, but he elects to kick the field goal to make it 20-16. to 16. Good for you, I would oh, imagine, it really because good it got Detroit yeah. within every single number this week. But it, in the end, even though they got the ball back after the Russell Gage fumble and had a chance all the way down to the nine-yard line at a first-and-goal, where Tim Boyle threw it to no one for an interception, uh, but in the end, the Lions outplayed the Falcons and gain them three thirty eight to two fifty four, and they lose. Tim Boyle was fine, twenty four of thirty four for one eighty seven, a touchdown, a pick. But the Lions still with the second pick, and quite frankly, Chris, I would have gone for it on that fourth down. You're you have two have wins, yeah. Like like, just go for it if you lose by a touchdown. So be it. Your cover for people had late Lions tickets. You were home anyway, so I was rooting for him to go for it and win the game. But in the end, the Lions fall short. Uh, this is two a game where two teams, um, Seattle, I'm curious to see how much they give up now that they're eliminated. Detroit's been playing hard, even though their season was over pretty early. I'll go Seattle laying six in this one, Chris, because that was what they laid to the Bears.
4: Ding, 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 ding. I like your number better, too. <laughs> Again, my number's coming to six and a half on this game. However, as I look at it, uh, I see a low of seven. Uh, mostly seven and a half. Uh, here we found one for uh, me this week. Yeah, and I even see a couple eights, though, but with juice on the dog. Uh, I'm going to open seven. There is some sevens out there. So I'm going to be, uh, it, again, at the bottom of the market here. Uh see a lot of seven and a halves. You know, we do everything 11 to 10. So I'm not going to juice a number or anything like that. So I'm going to use seven in this game, but mostly seven and a half out there.
5: I am just con- I- I'm just. going to end up betting Detroit this week. I'm going to let that number see if we can get how high the number can get and try to get it at the peak. But, Chris, I- I- Detroit we know is go, even though they're bad, we know they're going to play hard in this game. They play hard every week. And Seattle, like, the way they lost that game to Chicago, up 10 in the fourth quarter, blow it to Nick Foles, and a Bears team that was as dead as dead going into that game – I'm gonna be on Detroit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> total if you look meaningless at, game. Look at that
4: box score yesterday. Total yards was actually really close. Seattle so got gained them 331 to 317. Mm-hmm. But first downs, Chicago got 26 first downs. I mean, that's not a good team. I mean, you no, got it's 26 bad first downs. Yeah, against that offense. That's a that's a bad performance. Boy, that Adams trade is really oh, a, not looking good. Right what a now.
5: horrible, horrible trade. In the yeah. moment look, as a Jet fan, that trade when I saw that they got two ones. You got two ones for two that? two ones. Steal. Total steal for oh. a guy who as good as he is, he's really just a weak side linebacker. Yeah. Can't cover it all.
4: Yeah, you know? I mean he's he's not a game changer on a no. consistent basis. He's no Ed Reed. Yeah, no. He's no, right, he's no right. Ed Reed. Ed Reed would be worth two number one. <laughs> Ed
5: Reed will at his peak. Yeah. No, yeah. Him. Him and Paul Amalo, the only two safeties, at least since I've been watching, that would have been worth two ones. Yeah. All right. Why
6: we got one more to sneak in here? Yeah. This one here, two teams trending in the opposite direction. The Los Angeles Rams going on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens.
5: All right. I'm going to just before getting into the recaps here, Chris. I don't have a guess on this game mm-hmm. because. I, we have no clue what the Baltimore quarterback situation
4: is. <laughs> I, I realize that, but my number is exactly what the market has. So okay, so
5: we'll, we'll get that there. Uh, the Rams go on the road. They beat the Vikings 30-23, to 23, despite Matthew Stafford throwing three pretty bad interceptions. Uh, but in the end, the, the Rams able to survive. Stafford 21-37, 197, a touchdown, three picks, led to 10 Minnesota points. Cooper Cup's is really good at this football thing. He was over 100 yards again, <laughs> man, receiving Sony. Michelle? 27 carries 131 yards and a touchdown. But the biggest play of this game, the punt return for a touchdown by Brandon Powell, 61 yards to put the Rams back up double digits when it looked like Minnesota had a, a chance mm-hmm. to really get back in the game. The Rams have won four in a row after the three game losing streak. They are in sole possession of first place in the NFC West and currently the number three seed in the NFC. Baltimore loses to Cincinnati, as we discussed before, 41-21. No Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley. It was Josh Johnson. He got the start. All honesty, Josh Johnson, admirable in that one. 28, uh, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was admirable. Uh, threw for close to 300 yards, 28 of 40, two touchdowns a pick. Uh, Baltimore just so decimated on defense in yeah. the end. Uh, they gave up uh, over 500 yards. Of course, 525 passing yards to Burrow. Baltimore, with the loss, actually moved up in the AFC playoff chase to the seventh seed. But if Miami wins tonight, Miami will take over the seventh seed. Chris, we'll get your number on the flip side for this one. And then we have the two primetime games for week 17 in the National Football League here on a Monday. Guessing Lines, the final Monday of 2021. We're back next on a numbers game on V. Sydney Sports Betting Network.
3: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on
0: VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcome you with the lock of the year. Sim- simply place a $10 money line wager on either Miami or New Orleans tonight. And if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets. Regardless of your bet's outcome, just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Again, that's VSIN200 when you sign up for the BetMGM app. And you get $200 in free bets if either Miami or New Orleans score a touchdown. The promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. It is a numbers game here on V I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Chris Andrews is here. Chris, uh, what what are you gonna open the Rams and Ravens game at? Well, my numbers came to three and a half.
4: That's what the market is. That's that's what I'm gonna open that
5: game. Okay, so three and a half uh the Rams. Rams of course, three and a half favorite yeah. on the road. Uh I did not make a uh I guess if I was to make one, I would have gu- guessed Rams four, and then if it was Johnson again, Rams eight and a half.
4: Yeah, well, I'm assuming one of those two quarterbacks Assume, yeah. are going to be in for the Ravens. Yeah, you would. But uh, they have a million defensive injuries. Yeah. That's why they have, can't be a favorite.
5: That defense is just so beat up at this point. So uh, probably end up laying the Rams, uh, especially if that three and a half is
6: still there. All right, Wyatt, two more to get to here. Yeah, we got a rivalry game in the NFC North. Vikings on the road against the Green Bay Packers.
5: Sunday night football for this one. Minnesota loses to the Rams, as we discussed last segment. They are currently on the outside looking in, and for that team with that amount of talent, really flabbergasting that it has come to this for Minnesota. Seven and eight on the year. Uh, Stafford throws three interceptions, but Minnesota can't take advantage of it. They get 10 points off those three picks. Cousins was intercepted. In the end zone, even though that wasn't really his fault, Osborne got tipped it up in the air and it got picked. Uh, Cousins was 27 of 38 and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, lack of creativity in the red zone was the biggest thing for me. They were pretty bland with their play calling, like they've been all year long. Justin Jefferson had a good game, though, eight for 116. Adam Thielen came back. He w- wasn't really effective after that high ankle sprain, three for 40. Dalvin Cook also out of this game on the COVID list. May not be available for this one coming up on Sunday because he is unvaccinated and on the COVID list. And of course, that punt return for the touchdown really to keep play of the game for Minnesota against the Rams.
4: Yeah, you know, this is one of those, and we haven't heard your number yet. When I made my number on this game, mm-hmm. right away I could see, man, that's too high. You know, because I think right now, power rating wise, <sighs> You know, it, it, power rankings are just a place to start. And I also give Green Bay, it's the only team in the league, I still give three for a home field advantage. They do play much better at home, there's no doubt. M- but, minute, yeah. but Minnesota
5: tends to play a lot of close games, and so does Green Bay. Minnesota, remember, beat Green Bay earlier in the year in Minneapolis. Uh, the Packers, a game we have amazingly not discussed yet because of where the Packers and Browns both play their games this week. Green Bay survives on Christmas yeah. night, twenty four twenty two. Uh, Cleveland gets the money in the end, covering the seven and a half game. Uh, if you had over, if you'd gotten late on the total, sorry, you yeah. shouldn't have gotten so late on the yeah. total bet it over. Uh, look, Green Bay in this one outgained four hundred eight to three eleven. They allowed eight yards a pop on the ground to Cleveland, but because of four Baker Mayfield field interceptions, Green Bay survives and wins twenty four to twenty two. Aaron Rodgers twenty four of thirty four, two hundred two three touchdowns, including. The record-breaking touchdown, a Brett Favre's franchise record, 444 now for Rodgers. And uh, Alan Lazard on that touchdown. Devontae Adams really good, too, fully healthy yet again. Mm -hmm. Ten catches for a buck, 14, two touchdowns. If Green Bay wins out, the Green Bay Packers are the one seed in the NFC for the second consecutive season in the NFC. And uh, in this one, too, we talked about Kingsbury. Matt LaFleur made two horrible challenges in this game. That ended up not impacting the result, but now you gotta, you I, gotta, I, you
4: gotta do better, guys upstairs to help your head coach. out. yeah, I still think he's a top notch coach. I, I don't put him in Kingsbury's class, even not even close.
5: Oh, he's better than he's again. He's one of those guys who is just s- sneaky. Moved up the coach of the year odds the whole year. Yeah, if mean, I Green Bay goes fourteen and three, he has a legitimate chance to win the award, Chris. He really they does. They just
4: keep winning, man. I, I mean, I know they got blasted last year in the playoffs against uh, Tampa Bay, but this team just keeps winning.
5: All right, uh, the, the, how you phrased what you were saying on the number, I'm a little alarmed at what I have. Okay, then I have Green Bay laying seven.
4: Well, you're right on. Okay. And I like, here we go. Mo, you're having a hell of a second hour here. I like your number better. <laughs> my, my power ratings came to 8.5, and, and right away I said, oh, man, I would take 8.5 here in a second. So it is uh, 7. Actually, I see 7 mostly with some juice on the dog. Uh, I do see one 6.5 out there, but only one, mostly 7 juice on the dog. So I'm going to open 7, and they come Sunday night. We'll be. <laughs> you never have to beg for Green Bay money, I can tell you that.
5: I'm curious to see how this moves through the week. Chris, because yeah, I I think, I think
4: it, the money will show in the dog will, initially.
5: Yeah, I think seven is a take yeah, on I mean Minnesota because even even though they they are capable of, uh, they're probably going to lose this game in agonizing fashion like they have all year. Uh, that's but, what I would predict. But but getting a whole touchdown against a team that they actually match up pretty well against all things considered, I, I think yeah. Minnesota is the market's seven. telling
4: you to take yeah, seven at 10, yeah. which I, you know that's what I'll have at my store and.
5: You might want to jump in. I might need to hop in on a Monday. That'll be, that'll be good when someone tests positive for COVID. But that's, yeah. imp- that's important on that yeah. one. All right, Monday Night Football. Wyatt. Just going to be Rogers, no big deal. Oh.
6: <laughs> Last game of this week 17 slate. Two teams still in contention in the AFC North somehow. Browns at the Steelers.
5: Oh, using uh, the uh, still in contention liberally there, uh, Wyatt. But uh, the Browns we just discussed uh, in a game where the Browns were, uh, Chris, I think it's safe to say the Browns were clearly the better team in that game and they found a way to lose. 24-22 Cleveland Falls. Baker Mayfield the story, four interceptions. I, I you know, and I went
4: on Twitter, and I said two I don't think were his fault. The
5: last but, one was a defensive penalty that just yeah, didn't get called.
4: I know. And I, I you know, and he listen, I know he's not in that category some of the young quarterbacks we talked about, but you know, Cleveland. If you dump him, who are you going to go find? I mean, Tim Couch, uh, Russell you know, Wilson. You, well, you know, if if you have you a get chance, Russell Wilson to Cleveland. If you have a chance, <laughs> you know that, that's a big improvement. I'm not sure you're going to get it though.
5: The, uh, the 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 big thing here, by, by the way, that was Baker's first four pick game in the NFL. Uh, Baker 21 to 36, 222 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. Uh, the Browns did whatever they wanted on the ground. They had 219 rushing yards on 25 carries. Nick Chubb at 17 for 126 and a touchdown, and it still wasn't enough. But really, Chris, even more than the interceptions, a COVID absence ends up playing a big role here. Chase, Chase McLaughlin, even though he's a league average kicker on the COVID list, Chris Nagar has to be brought up to be the kicker, and he missed a PAT on the first touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then. Kevin Stefanski chased the points. They chased missed it the two. Whole way. And what was the final margin? Two, two. That was it. Okay. Use your margin. Cleveland uh, seven and eight. What a disappointment for the Browns. What a disappointment this year for Cleveland. One of the favorites. Uh, in the end, uh, Cleveland loses twenty four twenty two. Chiefs. Steelers. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Washington, Chris, the Steelers would have had the performance of the day. On Thank the bad God side for
4: Washington. I'm remembering that <laughs> one. Uh, that, that was just bad for the See, Steelers, just terrible.
5: 36-10, Kansas City wins. Steelers are down 30 to nothing in this game. And again, if you just look at the box score, it doesn't, it doesn't look that bad. Look that bad you
4: know? <laughs> but anybody with eyes and a brain knew this was a, a horrible performance by the Steelers. and it was just bad, bad, ugly. Uh, you know, pick your action. To give, as long as it's a bad one.
5: What a just Pittsburgh again, they, and of course they had the sad field goal as well as Boswell with the with the thirty yarder yeah. uh, as well to make it thirty to three. Roethlisberger twenty three or thirty five, a touchdown, an interception, a fumble lost, 159 yards passing. Deontay Johnson a touchdown and a fumble lost, six uh, catches and for fifty one yards and a touchdown as well. Steelers are actually the seven seed going into this game and now are not the seventh seed anymore. They have a chance. That's crazy. (laughs) They they can win their last two and they can get in. Tomlin's uh, over 500 streak in jeopardy as well. Chris, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is a pick this game.
4: Wow, that's interesting. My numbers come to Cleveland one, but right now the market's Cleveland three. And I agree with the market because Pittsburgh cannot stop anybody on the ground. And that's, that's what Cleveland does. Plus, Pittsburgh beat them the first game. I think uh, Cleveland runs the ball down their throat here.
5: Pittsburgh beat Cleveland earlier in the year
6: fifteen. Pittsburgh beat them, yeah. I, I think... I'm,
5: just, I'm just concerned that Cleveland's going to be one of those uh, just, that's it. They're, they're done. They just it just
4: falls off be, I, I, Like I said, I saw three as a number. Even though my power ratings come to Cleveland one, I like the three better. I just think it's a bad, bad, bad matchup right now for the Steelers.
5: Chris, I like the Lions and the Vikings the most. What could go wrong? <laughs>
4: well, I like the Texans. So how's that, <laughs> Jeff? We have less than a minute. Can I mention my book? Please go ahead. Then one year, uh, it's a lot different than then one day. Amazon's out of it, which I guess is a good problem that's for me a good, to That's have. a good problem to have. But uh, uh, there's a, a link on my uh, a pinned tweet of me of mine. You can go to Huntington Press and still order the book there.
5: I have my copy. You do? I do. Okay. I got it. That was one. That was one of the Christmas gifts I got, oh, which is good. Thank you so, very much. Uh, I, I will be diving into it this week. Okay, great, terrific.
4: Chris, thank you. Oh, Thank you. It was a lot
5: of fun. I, uh, I, we miss Gil, but this we, was a lot of fun. We, we, we miss Gil, and uh, of course, uh, we uh, hope to have Gil back soon. I hope so. Hope to have have Gil back soon. The Lombardi line is next. We'll see you next time on a numbers game here on V Sin.